Good evening and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah and I'm the Ministry Assistant at Heritage. And tonight we continue our series on the I Am Statements of Christ. Tonight we'll be discussing some of the most beloved words in the entire Bible. As always, if you want to join in on our conversation or if you'd like someone to pray with, we have call screeners standing by at 929-333-3739. Pastor Matt, you mentioned this morning in church that this week your life flashed before your eyes. Oh. What happened? Well, I did a message on being a pastor from 1 Timothy chapter 3. So as I was thinking about the years that I've been a pastor, which is now 40 years, that's uh-huh. more than <laughs> half of my life. Yeah. It's just amazing to contemplate that because I remember the first day that I became began my pastoring yeah it just seemed like yesterday i can remember it so vividly Mm -hmm. and 40 years have and then i just was thinking about a number of things yeah yeah Yeah. well it was fun to take that journey with you this morning well thank you brother thank you so much i appreciate that encouragement and we're we're really excited to have with us a brand new guest in our studio micah and that's our dear brother jamie jamie nice to have you with us tonight on the heritage of faith conversations Glad to be here. All right. And you'll be sharing a little bit in a little while, but you first found out about our church through the radio show. Uh, that's right. Great. Mm-hmm. So but so isn't it exciting for us to have you actually yeah. here mm-hmm. with us since that was our introduction to you? Yes. And that's been a while now, right? How long? That's been... 2005. Since, whoa, <laughs> 17 years. Mm. And you're not sick of us yet, huh? <laughs> no. No, okay. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and so you're originally from what What great land are you from, James? Scotland. All right, Scotland. Yep. And I, be, I guess you're a football player, right? Are you well, like football? Yeah, but yeah. I like watching it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we're talking about soccer. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And... And uh, so we have with us Scotland represented tonight, and we also have back with us this evening Brother Emmanuel. And Emmanuel is originally from? India. India. So we're a little international program this evening. Good to have you back with us, Emmanuel. And uh, praise the Lord that you could be with us. And we're we're going to pray after we do our scripture reading. And Emmanuel, let's just... Let's just let the listeners know that you were not scheduled to be on the radio tonight. You're filling in for one of our dear brothers, Raul, who was called to the bedside of his aunt, who has been on life support there, taking her off of life support tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Raul's mom asked for him to be by the hospital at her side with the family. Yeah. And so Raul is exactly where he needs to be, mm-hmm. to be an encouragement and comfort. And so we pray for him and we pray for his mom, Felicita. We pray for their Aunt Ida, who will be who is being removed from life support, perhaps even 
as we speak yeah. on the program yeah. tonight. So mm-hmm. our prayers are with them. Please pray for them as well, dear church and friends listening tonight. And thank you, Emmanuel, for filling in no, on ab- the show. Absolutely. I think it is God's will that I'm here because... Wow! Uh, quick short testimony. I was planning on going home right after church, mm-hmm. but somehow I just stuck around. I wasn't planning on having lunch with Micah, but when uh, Esther said, what are we doing? I was like, okay, let's have lunch. <laughs> and that's how uh-huh. I ended up with Micah, and that's wow. when we got to know about Raul. So, yeah, yeah. God so, wanted me here. Amen. amen. You were in the right place at the right time, and the shepherd was leading you. Amen. The shepherd the, led me. <laughs> that's right. He leads us all the way, all the way. So we're going to read tonight about the good shepherd in John chapter 10, and we're going to start our reading in verse 10 with Emmanuel, and we'll go all the way down to verse number 31 tonight. John chapter 10, verses 10 to 31. All right, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I come, that they might have life, and and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division there before again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, Hath the devil, and is mad? Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. So let's pray tonight. Father, how we thank you so much for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Good Shepherd, our Great Shepherd, our Chief Shepherd. And we thank you, Lord, that your sheep hear your voice, Mm. and you know them. And, Lord, your sheep are in your hand and the Father's hand, that we have such protection and such assurance of life in you, that we are in your hand, the the nail-scarred hands of love. How we thank you, Lord, 
for your mighty love that you have us and you never let go of us. And so, Lord, we pray for our listeners tonight. If there's anyone who's not sure that they are yours, that they will hear your voice and they will cry to you, the Good Shepherd, and that you would receive them and you would save them. And now, Lord, bless us. And we do pray for our dear brother Raul. We pray for his mom, Felicita. We pray for Felicita's dear sister, Raul's aunt, Aunt Ida. Lord, as she's been on life support and they're going to be removing her tonight, and we thank you that she knows you. Yes. And, Lord, absent from the body, she will be present with you. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, in your perfect way and perfect time, if it's your plan to take her to be with you in heaven, do so tonight by with the, with the power of your mighty angels swooping down and swinging low and bringing her into your presence. So, Lord, give comfort to the family and bless our time now this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight we want to talk about Jesus the Good Shepherd. Now, Mike, I was thinking about this. If there's any animal that should never go astray, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a sheep. But guess what sheep do naturally? They, go <laughs> astray. Yep. Mm-hmm. they just w- go astray. Thing. And a heap of trouble is theirs every time. So all we like sheep have gone astray, as Scripture famously says. And, and we know that the sheep are just not the smartest of animals. And yeah. going astray, it's quite easy for them to do. <laughs> Sheep are actually pretty Pretty dumb, dumb. and that's why sheep need a shepherd, because on their own, they'll they'll go anywhere except basically in the right direction. They'll eat anything that (laughs) could even be poisonous. They'll leave, from what I understand, I'm not a shepherd, but I've read a little bit, they'll leave a rich pasture of delicious green grass for a barren one. Mm. They will wander about and find themselves straight into the jaws of a wolf. Mm. I mean, sheep need a shepherd. Mm -hmm. They will roll over on their back on a hot day and be dead in a few hours if they didn't have a shepherd to roll them back over. They don't have discernment. They'll eat poisonous roots and weeds if it's available. They, they're defenseless. They don't have horns or claws or fangs to scare anybody. I mean, just think of the noise a sheep makes. It almost invites attack. <laughs> like, I'm scared to death of you, you know? I yeah. mean, sheep are directionless, defenseless, and lack discernment. Mm-hmm. Sheep need a shepherd. And thank God we have a shepherd because we are like the sheep, aren't Mm -hmm. we, dear friends? We are directionless without a shepherd, defenseless, and we lack discernment. And so Jesus reveals himself in this passage, I am the good shepherd. And Jamie, we're so blessed to have you really with us tonight. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Mm -hmm. And why don't you just take a few moments and share how Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, has led you from going astray into sin and brought you to salvation. Could you just take a few moments and share with us? Well, when you're talking about the sheep just now, sounds like a lot of people I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. um, well, there was a, a guy in my job, he's from Ireland, and he was a born-again Christian. Hmm. And I was a Catholic at the time. And um, he started witnessing to me. He said one day... When the Lord came into my life, you know, I thought he was about to tell me a joke because I had no idea he was a Christian, born again Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he got very serious, and I thought it was my duty to put him right, you know, because like I always thought born again Christians were 
outlived by Pluto. You know, I really did. Yeah, some long, kind of cult of cult member. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Little did I know that I belonged to the biggest cult in all of the Catholic Church, by the way. But anyway. So, yeah, so anyway, he, um, he witnessed to me, and I tried to set him right, and every time I did, he put me right. Mm. So... One day on the way to, I, you know, I start, start listening to rock and roll and start listening to the radio shows. You know, Christian radio. Absolutely. You yeah. stopped listening to rock and roll and started listening because I thought, okay, no, I'll give this a shot. Okay. You know, about wow. Jesus. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, on the way to work, like on a Sunday night, I start my shift. Um, I uh, asked the Lord after the radio show. It's like the radio show that you had. And I asked the Lord to come into my life. After the Heritage yep. of Faith radio program. That's right. That's right. This is that was a while ago. Yeah. That yeah. was back in 2005. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying. A little before that. Yeah. Okay. Before okay. That. okay. Yeah. And I asked the Lord to come into my life, surrender my life to the Lord, and I've never looked back. Hmm. So, you know, wow. I mean, my wife thought I was nuts. You know, my wife like the men in the white coat. She was also her. a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, and Good so Catholic. you became saved. You, through hearing the Heritage of Faith radio program, and you were listening to other radio programs yep. as well, yep. but Heritage of Faith was one of them, and you called on the Lord after one of our... That is so exciting, yeah. and we didn't know that, no. because it wasn't until like three years later, your wife became saved, and then you you came to our church. You had gone to another church, yep. and then you came, came to Heritage. Heritage. Yep. So praise God for that. Praise God. And, and so, dear friends, we know that there's people out there tonight, don't we, yeah. Micah, mm-hmm. that they need Jesus Christ. And maybe somebody would even just bow their head tonight yeah. and call on the Lord. Right, Brother Emmanuel? Call Amen. on the Lord yep. and say, Jesus Christ, save me. Maybe there's somebody out there. Your wife has been witnessing to you. Like this faithful man at your job, Jamie, mm-hmm. sharing the gospel with Amen. you. Yeah. Amen. And so if there's anyone out there tonight, you say, somebody's been sharing the gospel with me. And I know this is the day, this is the moment that I need to call upon Jesus Christ to truly come into my life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You could do that right now. I'm going to let's just pray for a listener right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and invite them to call as well. 929-333-3739. So, dear listener, I'm going to pray. And if you call on the Lord or if you have any questions about what we're talking about, give us a call at right now at 929-333-3739. Actually, wait until after I pray and then call. Okay, <laughs> let, let's pray. Father in heaven, call now upon the Lord, dear friend, yes. and say, Dear Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. I know that I am a guilty sinner. And because of my sins, I am worthy of death and even in hell. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe, Jesus, you died for me, and you were buried. And, Lord Jesus, though, I believe you rose again from the dead. And I call upon you now to save me. And you say, if I call upon you as my Lord and believe that you were raised from the dead, I shall be saved. I believe, Lord, that you died for me. I believe, Lord, you rose again. I call on you now. Save me. Take me to heaven that I might be your child forever in jesus name amen Amen. if you prayed a prayer like that dear friends it's not just praying a prayer it's believing in your heart but if you truly believe in your heart you you call upon the lord in such a way that i just prayed with you 
Give us a call right now at 929-333-3739. Give us a call, 929-333-3739. So that's a good way to start our program. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jamie, how Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd. So we want to look tonight at Jesus the Good Shepherd, and we want to see four things tonight about Jesus our Good Shepherd, that he's the righteous shepherd, that he's the reviving shepherd, that he's the redeeming shepherd, and he's the ruling shepherd. So we're going to have ours tonight as we look at Jesus, the good shepherd. So he's the righteous shepherd. In other words, when it says he's the good shepherd, it doesn't mean he's average. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it means he's absolutely righteous. Amen. He's good, that he is Lord. And one of the most beloved passages of scriptures in all of the Bible tells us about Jesus the good shepherd. So when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, mm-hmm. who is he saying he was? God. God. Mm-hmm. Isn't he saying that he was the shepherd of Psalm 23? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the Lord said, I, the Lord, is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. He is that shepherd, dear friends. And I love that psalm. Doesn't everybody love that psalm? Yeah, and I'm yep. sure the people in Jesus' day loved that psalm as well. Yeah. So they knew who, they knew what he was referencing. Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. was referencing it. Yeah. And Psalm 23 has been used to comfort untold millions and millions of people. It contains just six verses, but it has 17 personal pronouns referring to us and 12 references to God. And I love the very first verse of that psalm where it says, The Lord is. That is, God is a present tense verb. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus said, I am, mm-hmm. he's using that present tense yeah. to say he is that, he is the Lord mm-hmm. who is the good shepherd. So that the Lord is a good shepherd means he's never out of touch. Mm-hmm. It means he's perfectly and presently current at all times. That he always is there to provide for us and guide us, to protect us and correct us, to lead us beside those still waters and through those valleys. And so let's just talk about this psalm for just a moment because it's so beloved and so beautiful. The Lord is my shepherd. He's our righteous shepherd, that good shepherd. Jamie, what are some of the things that you love most about Psalm 23? Or what verse do you love most? Yea, though walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yeah. Why, why that verse? Well, <clears throat> it's like if you're going through a valley or a ravine, and it's steep, and you've got all the enemies around you with big rocks that hurl down at you or whatever, yeah. you don't want to cause you harm, you don't have, you should be fearless. You shouldn't fear, fear it, because if you have the God protecting you, looking out for you, mm. you know, it's a comfort. So you shouldn't, shouldn't fear anything at all. Yeah. Right? And then with that, um, the rod and thy staff, come from me. Yeah. In those days, I guess, when you're a shepherd and, there's some enemy coming towards the flock. The shepherd gets up, gets a staff, maybe gives the guy a warning or the the wolf knock on the head. Don't make me bring out the rod. Because yeah. I'll club you. Yeah. And, and, and you know what's beautiful, too? It talks about death, but death is only a shadow. The shadow of death. The shadow can't hurt us. No. But, you know, death is real, and death just in itself has some fear about it you know the bible talks about through the fear of death people are brought into bondage because death is a great leveler and reality in all of our lives you know and and you often fear what you don't know i mean and none of us have ever died so Mm -hmm. there's natural we have a natural fear of death Mm -hmm. but through jesus christ when Mm -hmm. he's with us death becomes just a shadow Mm -hmm. a shadow cannot Mm -hmm. hurt us Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and Pastor, I, you know, continually am fascinated by the fact that God, as our Good Shepherd, He truly fulfills every one of our needs. And that picture is laid out so beautifully by the former shepherd boy, David, in these six short verses. And um, I had gone through it a few months ago, uh, looking at it and just just really recognizing that, you know, first of all, our shepherd leads in verses 2 and 3. He uh, he feeds us, rather, in 2 and 3. He mm-hmm. leads us also in those same verses. He corrects us in verse 4, and he protects us in verse 4 and 5. And it's amazing to me that, you know, the rod and the staff, not only do they protect the sheep, you know, if a wolf is coming, but they also correct the sheep. And the idea that David is saying, okay, God corrects me, and that's a comfort to me. I mean, that's that's a pretty stunning statement that he's able to recognize. You know, every time God swats him on the back to get him back into the path, that's actually a comfort to him that he has someone that's keeping him on that path. And then all of this leads to verse 6, which is the culmination of God's goodness. And I'll just read Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So God's goodness, it's not temporary. It's ongoing just as he is ongoing. And in fact, it's everlasting. And we can experience God's goodness now on this earth. Each one of us are experiencing that right now. But the ultimate fulfillment will be when we do cross over that Mm. shadow of death, when we are in heaven. Absolutely. You know, and the hope of heaven, it's not it's not just a fairy tale. I mean, this is the hope that God's people yeah. have ever had. Even mm-hmm. this young shepherd boy on Bethlehem hillsides, yeah. you know, this song came mm-hmm. out of his heart that God, by inspiration, put yeah. it there, and then he wrote it down. But, you know, by inspiration, and it says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever Mm -hmm. and that's the hope that we have and it's jesus christ who gives us that living hope dear friend as our shepherd because without him we go astray and we need him and you know there's a lot of bad shepherds this is the good shepherd we're talking about the righteous (laughs) shepherd who is jesus and i'm the good shepherd and people knew he was talking about psalm 23 i believe but they also knew he he was talking about ezekiel 34 Mm -hmm. that he wasn't Mm -hmm. the evil shepherds Mm -hmm of this chapter of Ezekiel chapter 34. Mm -hmm. This entire chapter is indicting the selfish sinfulness of the leaders of Israel, the false shepherds of Israel. So when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, he was really saying, you are like the evil shepherds Mm -hmm. of Ezekiel 34. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk for a moment, Mike, about Ezekiel 34 and and um, just share a little bit from what your your study or what you got from your study from Ezekiel 34. Sure, um, we're not going to read Ezekiel 34 tonight, yeah. but, I, but I definitely recommend any listeners who are interested just pick up your Bible after this program and read through Ezekiel 34. It's a pretty shocking um, indictment of the religious leaders, as you said, Pastor, who were supposed to be the shepherds of the people, but they were actually the predators. Listen to verse three, Ezekiel 34:3 says, "Ye eat the fat." And ye clothe you with the wool, ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. So basically, Ezekiel was saying that these shepherds were actually wolves in shepherds' clothing. They were supposed to be taking care of the people, just as we described in Psalm 23, feeding, leading, correcting, and protecting. But instead, they were fleecing the people and then feasting on them. And, you know, there's a good sort of illustration of this. Um, in First Samuel, with Samuel's, uh, sorry, with Eli's sons, Hophni and Phineas. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. also good to look back at First um, Samuel three and four, and it's 
it's the opposite of Jesus, These, the, who is the good shepherd. He came not to serve, but um, not to be served, but to serve. So Christ came not to feast on the people like is being described here, but to have the people feast on him, to eat his body, drink his blood, symbolically partaking in his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection. So needless to say, Jesus isn't just any shepherd. He's our good shepherd. Right. And, and verse 4 of Ezekiel 34 of Micah, it says, The diseased... Have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And that reminds me of of when Jesus looked at the multitudes Mm -hmm. and his heart was moved with compassion because they were a sheep without a shepherd. And they were sick, and they were broken, and they were weary, and they were scattered abroad. And this verse, even, that I just read about the disease not strengthened, the sick not bound up, in John chapter 9, mm-hmm. right before John 10, mm-hmm. is the whole story of the man born blind. Yeah. And they treated this man like an evil shepherd. They didn't heal him. Mm-hmm. And then when he was healed, they cast him out of the synagogue because Jesus did heal him. So they were the evil shepherds, Mm -hmm. and Jesus is the good shepherd Mm -hmm. who healed this man born blind. And this this chapter of Ezekiel also indicts the shepherds of of their day and even the the leaders of Jesus' day in not seeking out the sheep, like in verse 11. I'll just read Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11, and really encourage the listeners to uh, read this entire chapter because it's a powerful chapter of of evil shepherds and how we need a good shepherd. But Ezekiel 34, 11 says, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. So Jesus is saying, I am that shepherd Mm -hmm. because the evil shepherds did not seek and search for the sheep that needed help, healing, or any kind of strengthening. Mm -hmm. Which reminds us of Jesus' parable in Luke 15 when he talks about the shepherd who lost his sheep. You know, it is a parable, but it's also a picture of Jesus who left the 99 sheep who are in the right place to go get that one sheep who was in the wrong place. And then once he got him, he, he lifted him up, he held him, and he celebrated the fact that he had found that sheep and the sheep was back. Yeah, absolutely. And so Emmanuel, when Jesus said... I am the good shepherd. He's the righteous shepherd. He is like that shepherd of Psalm 23, and he is not like the evil shepherds of Ezekiel 34. Right, brother? Jamie? And so let's now let's turn to how Jesus, Mm -hmm. in this passage, I call him the reviving shepherd because of how he knows his sheep and how he's known by his sheep and how he knows the Father. And the Father knows him. And having a relationship with God is reviving. Mm -hmm. It's strengthening. So in that sense, Jesus is the reviving shepherd. He can revive our souls with with us having a relationship uh, with him, dear friends. And let me just read the verse in uh, John chapter 10. Let me reread verse 14 and 15. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. 
Wow, we need the Lord, our good shepherd, to fan our faith into a glowing flame, dear friends. And let heaven fill your soul with his presence and with his spirit. So, Jamie, there's a few, I believe, I call them reviving truths, a few reviving truths in this passage. And the first one is that Jesus, our good shepherd, knows his sheep. So what does he know about us and how do we know that he knows us as his own? Well, he knows every hair on your head, for starters, yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, um, he knows all all your sins. He knows all your desires, all your dreams. He knows what you're going to do before the foundation of the earth. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything there is to know about you. And all he wants is a relationship with you. Amen. And he does want a relationship with all of us, dear friend. And all we like sheep have gone astray. You know, I was thinking, um, Emmanuel, Jesus... Jesus can save terrorists, can he? I mean, Jesus could save transgenders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus can save cross-dressers. Jesus could save psychics. Mm. Jesus could save occultists. Jesus could save drug addicts like me, (laughs) Uh, drunkards, alcoholics. Jesus could save adulterers, fornicators. He, He could save religious people who are lost. He could save Muslims. He could save... Catholics, he could save Hindus, he could save ba- Baptists, you know, <laughs> because not all Baptists are saved either. Amen. You know, a lot of people just have religion, right? But religion doesn't save; Jesus saves. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, you know, Pastor, as we think about the reviving truth of Jesus being our good shepherd, for more than a decade, I've had a certain psalm taped up on my bedroom mirror at home which um, is written from the perspective of a single sheep, uh, describing how well the Good Shepherd knows him. Um, And so I'll just read Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. And the reason I love this psalm so much is because it confirms that Jesus knows me. As Jamie said, he knows every hair on my head. And King David knew this. And the words describe to me how the Spirit of God is always with me. His eyes are always on me. His hand is always leading me. And his right hand is holding me. So what a concept. Uh, Could anything be more comforting to an all-dependent sheep like me, like all of us who call on our Good Shepherd? You know, you mentioned you have... a, a picture on your wall. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a, a picture, and it's John, the Gospel of John, written out in really small letters. Mm. The whole Gospel of John, mm-hmm. beginning with, in the beginning was the Word, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, holding mm-hmm. a sheep. Yeah, beautiful. With the whole Gospel of John. Yeah, it's beautiful. So another reviving truth here: not only does the Shepherd know his sheep, and he knows us by name. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus knows our name. Mm. I mean, the mayor of New York doesn't even know my name, or I don't think he knows any of us by name, right? And that's okay. He's got, you can't know the names of 10 million people in the city, but Jesus knows our name. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but Emmanuel, another reviving truth here is that our good shepherd is known by the sheep. The sheep know the shepherd. Yes. So how do we get to know the shepherd? Uh, yeah, the the number one way how one would get to know the shepherd is by listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just was thinking about an actual sheep, a lamb. Mm-hmm. And how would the lamb get to know the shepherd? Mm-hmm. Well, the lamb, when he, is, he or she is small, he'll just look up, he'll see who is feeding them, who is taking them out to pasture, mm-hmm. protecting them from the wolves, mm-hmm. who is shepherding them. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's how you will get to know, the lamb will get to know who the shepherd is. Yeah. So me as a kid, I was searching who provides me with security, safety, peace. And yeah. of course, my parents too. And so do the sheep's. Yeah. But then yeah. after a while, it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I started asking questions about who is the one who is keeping reality together? Mm-hmm. Why does the sun shine in the day and go down at night? So you have to seek the truth. The Bible says that in the Bible, Jesus says that I am the tr- way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. So I believe that if someone truly seeks the truth, they will come to Jesus Christ. And this is this actually relates more to general revelation. But beyond that, God has given his, us his word, mm-hmm. the Bible, yeah. and through him, we can seek him and get to know him. Because it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. So we, we get to know him by seeking him, and yeah. he will reward us with it. And in doing so, like Pastor, you said, our hearts and our lives will be revived and transformed and changed. Yeah, his word revives our soul dear friend and let me just emphasize the scriptures here that we're talking about when we say that the sheep know the shepherd and Emmanuel you said it so beautifully it's it's through his word that the sheep know him and that's the emphasis that Jesus makes in this chapter verse 3 Jesus said he calls his own sheep by name it says the sheep hear his voice the sheep hear his voice verse 4 it says that his own sheep goeth before him, and the sheep follow him. They know his voice. So again, it's about they know his voice. They hear his voice in verses 3 and 4. Down in verse 16, again, Jesus said, Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. That's talking about us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we weren't alive then. He's talking about other sheep who will hear his voice, who were not alive at that time. I believe Jesus is talking about all those who would follow him in in years to come that the sheep but it but it goes down to his sheep hear his voice and then one more time in verse number 27 jesus said my sheep hear my voice and it's because we hear his voice that he knows we're his Mm -hmm. if you don't hear his voice Mm -hmm. you won't follow him Mm -hmm. and you will not he will not know you are his dear friend So how do we hear his voice? Mm -hmm. Through his word. Mm -hmm. Through his word. Dear friends, let the word of God speak to you. And when you hear God's word, and and if you say in your heart, you know what? That book that I'm reading or that I'm hearing read, that's the voice of God. God is speaking to me Mm -hmm. through that word. Mm -hmm. Then you know you are his sheep and you'll follow him. Yeah, and Pastor, our church has been working through a foundations discipleship book over the last couple of years, and on page one, it describes God's Word this way. It says, Scripture is unlike any other book. It is not primarily a history book, nor is it a rule book. It is far more than a roadmap for life. Scripture is first and foremost the self-revelation of God. It is God's autobiography, His communication to mankind about Himself. So, 
If God's Word is an autobiography, the more we study it, the more we meditate on it, the more we will learn about the Good Shepherd directly from the source. And I, I just want to give one illustration of knowing his voice. I once went to a cathedral in San Francisco, which was named by Architectural Digest as one of the top ten most beautiful churches in the United States. And I went there just to look around, and both the outside of the building and the inside were very modern and incredibly gorgeous. But as I walked around, there were sections on the wall with scriptures, or what I thought were scriptures, and mm. when I would read them, they were scriptures, but they'd be mixed with like liturgy. And each plaque would it would start out with a scripture, and then without warning, it would shift into the man-made words and prayers. And my spirit just immediately felt that shift, not because I memorized every verse in the Bible. Of course I haven't, but I have studied enough of the Bible long enough to recognize the shepherd's voice. So as soon as it shifted, I could feel it in my spirit. Wow, that's that's an amazing testimony, Micah. Thank you for sharing that. So, dear friend, let the Good Shepherd be your shepherd. Hear his voice. Follow Jesus. He loves you. He calls you. Come after me. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Come to him now tonight, and you can give us a call right now at 929-333-3739. We're going to go to a song. And we're going to hear a beautiful song about how Jesus is our good shepherd. You call us right now at 929-333-3739. Let the good shepherd Jesus be your shepherd through life.
The shepherd leads us safely home. And that home is heaven where he will shepherd our soul for all eternity, dear friend. Praise God. Amen. And so, dear friends, we're so thankful to have you listening with us tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you for those who do listen regularly to our Heritage of Faith Conversations broadcast. We are thankful to our listeners. Mm -hmm. And, and Michael, why don't we just share this testimony? We have it. We have a man who's presently been visiting our church, and and he's a doorman in a building. Yeah, tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you sent me an email this week that uh, one of the men, as you're speaking of, who's been attending our church, he was speaking to his U UPS, UPS driver, driver, and he was telling him about our church and telling him um, the name of the church and your name, Pastor. And the guy said, oh, yeah, I listened to him on yeah. the radio. Yeah, so if you're a UPS driver out there, we don't know who you are, but uh, w w you're having a good testimony. And, and so we, you never know who's listening. So thank you for listening, dear friends, to the Heritage of Faith Conversations. Tell your friends as well to listen to us. And you can visit our church every Sunday, any Sunday. We have a wonderful Bible study hour at 10 a.m. We also have Sunday school classes for the children at 10 a.m., adult Bible classes as well. My wife teaches the ladies. We have adult class. Pastor Carmine teaches as Micah teaches uh, the, the junior age with Hillary as well. So uh, come on out at 10 a.m. And then 11 a.m. is our morning service. And we meet at 490 Hudson Street, 49 Hudson Street, 490 Hudson Street in the heart of Greenwich Village. If you're coming from New Jersey, you just take the PATH train right to Christopher Street. We'll be right there. If you're coming from around the city, the best train would be to take the number one train to the Christopher Street Sheridan Square stop. And we're a very short walk from there. If you have questions, give us a call right now at 929-333-3739. So, Michael, we're talking about reviving truths mm -hmm. here, how Jesus is a shepherd who revives us because he knows the sheep. And the sheep can know him. And the third reviving truth is that the good shepherd knows the father mm -hmm. as the father knows him. Now, that's a that's a lot of knowledge right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we just we spoke about how the sheep know the good shepherd. But on an infinitely higher level, God, the father knows the son. And in the context of this sheep shepherd relationship, Jesus says in verse 15, as the father knoweth me, even so know I the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Later in verse 18, Jesus says, this commandment have I received of my father. So the authority structure is God the father over Jesus the son, who's also the good shepherd. And the father has given Jesus the command to not only shepherd the sheep, but to lay down his life for them. Mm. So according to Christ, both parties have infinite knowledge of each other. And Jesus fully understands the Father's will. Jesus is claiming omniscience in the statement. And not only that, he's claiming oneness with the Father and his own deity. Verse 30, I and my mm. Father are one. Um, you know, I've heard it said many times that, you know, Jesus never claimed to be God. Well, this is one verse, John 10, verse 30, that you can just point to and just say, uh, what what else could this possibly mean? And no wonder the religious leaders, they understood what he meant because they tried to stone him. They were not a sheep, and they tried to pick up stones and stone him. So if you are if you say, oh, I don't really understand what that means, well, they understood what it means. It yeah. meant, I am God. That's what he yeah. meant. This is so infinitely pr profound. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we all could say, God knows me. Yeah. I mean, he knows the hairs on our head, as we've said it, but he knows everything, every detail. He knows us with a perfect omniscience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
So Jesus is saying, the Father knows me. Mm-hmm. But then he says, I know the Father the mm-hmm. same way the yeah. Father knows me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that <laughs> it's, it's humanly impossible. Right. You have to be God mm-hmm. t- to know the Father that way. And Jesus is God, dear friends. So he's the reviving shepherd. Let the righteous shepherd revive your soul. Not only that, he's the redeeming shepherd. Because throughout this passage, Jesus emphasized, does he not, that he will give his life for the sheep. And also that he will have victory over death. Listen to some of these verses. John 10, verse 11. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. John 10:14 I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. John chapter 10 verse 17 and 18. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. Now some people say the Bible's hard to understand. True. Mm-hmm. There are some things hard to understand. Yeah. But some things are just repeated so over and over right. mm-hmm. that it's easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not hard to understand that, that Jesus is going to lay down his life mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to take it again. Now, Jamie, destroy why does Jesus temple, emphasize this? Go ahead. Destroy yeah. this temple and I'll raise it in three days. That's what he said, right? That's what he said. He said yeah. yeah. He's so, going to take it again. Yeah. He's going to rise again. Rise again. So Absolutely. why does Jesus emphasize, do you think, that he will die or lay down his life for the sheep. Well, he had to sacrifice his life for the sheep uh, for our sins. Because mm-hmm. uh, there must be shedding of blood for atonement of sins. Mm-hmm. And he he went there voluntarily. He was quite prepared to sacrifice his life for us so that we can be saved. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's yeah. now, you know, he ro- ro- rose from the dead three days later, sits at the right hand of the Father. But without him doing that, we'd be, you know, all, all destined for hell. Yeah, he knew that he came to take the penalty of sin Amen. upon himself by laying down his mm-hmm. life. Yeah, and Pastor, this also makes me think of David, the ancestor of Christ, when he described the harrows of being a good shepherd to King Saul as he volunteered to fight Goliath. So in First Samuel 17, I'll read uh, 34 through 36. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And when I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth, and when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defiled the armies of the living God. So we see in this passage that David was a version of the good shepherd who took care of his father's sheep. And when he fought the wild beasts, he was risking death. He was taking up a fight that might require him to actually lay down his life. So Jesus, the one known as the son of David, also obeyed his father to protect the sheep. And he knew ahead of time that he would not only risk laying down his life, but he would actually have to do it, which is the verses that you read. He just repeated it over and over and over. And according to the passage tonight, that that's what he said he was going to do. But then he also knew that he would rise again. Jesus said, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. Mm. Yeah. And, and two, I believe he emphasizes this, that he will lay down his life for the sheep because 
He knew his mission. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist said it at the beginning, right? Yeah. The Lamb of God who mm-hmm. takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. He was going to be that perfect Passover lamb who would shed his blood. But also there were prophecies that he knew he had come to fulfill. He yeah. quoted Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. and which says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Mm-hmm. And, and that passage does speak of how he would be sacrificed and be, would, would be wounded mm-hmm. for our transgression. Mm-hmm. And also is, uh, Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7 is an amazing prophecy. And, and I thought of that, that Jesus knew he had to fulfill this. I, Zechariah 13, 7 says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. And against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And Jesus himself referred to this passage of Scripture in Zechariah, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. So Jesus knew he had to be smitten. He had to give his life for the sheep to redeem them. And he said it so in Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 31, where Jesus said to them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after that I am risen again. I will go before you into Galilee. So Jesus said, I'm going to fulfill Zechariah chapter 13, verse number 7, to bring redemption. To all of us. Amen. Dear friend, are you his sheep? Again, if you have questions, if you need prayer, call us now at 929-333-3739. So Jesus is the righteous shepherd, the good shepherd. He's the reviving shepherd who knows his sheep, who is known of his sheep. And he's the redeeming shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. But lastly, we want to see how he's the ruling shepherd. Because there are multiple scriptures as well in the Old Testament, and I may get to share a couple in the New, but Emmanuel, I think you were going to share a couple of Old Testament passages that tell us how Jesus Christ is like the good shepherd who's going to rule his sheep. Yes, Pastor. There are multiple prophecies uh, that Jesus fulfilled during his life on earth. And uh, the first one of them is, Isaiah 40, verses 10 and 11, would say, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like the shepherd, Mm. and he shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. And Jesus has fulfilled a few of these uh, prophecies in his life with mm-hmm. his disciples by yeah. choosing them, by teaching them, by leading them, by praying for them in his high priestly prayer later in John. Mm-hmm. And and he also will come and fulfill the part which talks about him coming as a strong hand and a ruler. And the second uh, verse I want to quote is from Micah chapter 5 verses 2 and 4. But thou, Bethlehem, are yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel mm. and he shall feed he shall stand and feed in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of his God and they shall abide and Jesus was born in Jerusalem and in this very chapter Jesus is claiming to be the good shepherd and as it says over here he shall feed in the strength of the Lord and Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit 
fed the people of Israel and ministered to them and gave his life up and was and raised himself again through the Holy Spirit. So mm. he is a ruler. He is coming Amen. back, and we need to be ready for him. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. He is, yeah, thank you, Emmanuel. Yeah. Um, in addition to the specific scriptures and specific verses, even uh, where Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem, as uh, Emmanuel mm-hmm. mentioned, there's also a meta narrative of the shepherd in the Bible, starting mm-hmm. with Adam and Eve's son Abel, right at the beginning. You know, the first martyr, the first one whose blood was shed, and then mm-hmm. this shepherd narrative continues through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, and his twelve sons, going through Moses, who you know he was shepherding the flock when Jesus, when God spoke to him, the angel of the Lord spoke to him on in that burning bush. And then, of course, King David, who we've spoken about tonight, the prophet Amos. He was a shepherd. Yeah. Moses was a shepherd. Yeah. And, and Micah, I have to stop you, though. I mean, okay. that's so profound when you think about that. Yeah. The first one whose blood was shed on earth yeah. was that shepherd, mm-hmm. Abel. Yeah. It's incredible. And, yeah, and then because so, most of the other shepherds I mentioned, they were actually the leaders of the people at that time when you think about Moses and David and Jacob. Um, and. Then you even get to the lowly shepherds in the fields of Bethlehem who were the first ones mm. who were told of this coming good shepherd who was born in a um, horse's stable. So many of um, the shepherds I listed, they faithfully led the people throughout the centuries until Jesus arrived to rule over all of them. And it's just so stunning that the good shepherd who will lead and rule us for eternity was also our sacrificial lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Yeah, and to to shepherds in this world are an abomination. Shepherds were an abomination in Egypt, you know. Mm. But Jesus is that good shepherd. Receive him. He loves you, dear friend. And so as we wrap this up tonight, one of the great prophetic passages of Scripture talks about our shepherd who would lay down his life for the sheep in Isaiah 53. Uh, And I know, Jamie, you wanted to share something about that. Yeah, I don't know how you cannot understand that this is not talking about Jesus. In uh, Mm. Isaiah 53, 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And 6, verse 6 is, All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. That cannot be about Jesus, really. Yeah. Yeah, a good shepherd, the good shepherd. And I love Isaiah 53 mm-hmm. and verse 6, because the first and last word of that verse is all. And what we have to do is go in the first all, all we like sheep have turned astray, and, and then come out the last all where Jesus said that he has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So, dear friends, Jesus... He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. And let the good shepherd be yours tonight. Mm. Turn to him. Believe in him. Call upon him. And one of the beautiful verses in Revelation speak of our lamb in the midst of the throne who is also our shepherd, who will feed them. That is, he will pastor us. He will lead. You know, I preached about the bishop Mm -hmm. and the shepherd today Mm -hmm. in the church. Jesus is the chief shepherd, the chief bishop of our souls. Good night. Amen. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. 
All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.